Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast with me, your host, Dr. Morgan Anderson, clinical psychologist, relationship coach, love expert, creator of the ESL relationship method, and athletic wear connoisseur. My mission is to help you raise your self-worth, have great relationships, and step confidently into the next level of your life. Each week, two episodes will air featuring expert advice, live coaching, and tips showing you exactly how to improve your life and attract great relationships. You deserve to feel empowered, secure, and loved. So buckle up and let's get vulnerable. Are you tired of investing your time and your energy into relationships that go nowhere and you know deep down the common denominator is you? You have awareness that whatever you're doing right now in relationships is not working, it's not serving you, and you are ready to take ownership of this area of your life and finally learn how to embody a securely attached, confident woman who can attract a great relationship. If that's you, I have a very special invitation I want to invite you to apply to the Empowered, Secure, and Loved program. This is a program designed to help you no matter your attachment style, no matter your relationship past, it will help you move to secure attachment so that you can show up confident, you can communicate well, you can navigate any kind of conflict, and you can create that relationship that you've always wanted while simultaneously having high self-worth and high levels of self-love. If that's you and you know that in 2022, you are ready for a great relationship and you're committed to getting there, I want to personally invite you to apply to the ESL program Use the link in my Instagram bio. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Morgan Coaching, Dr. Morgan Coaching, and the link is also in the show notes. Spots are extremely limited, so go apply now to reserve your spot and start your journey to high self worth and great relationships. Welcome to the Let's Get Vulnerable podcast. It's your host with Dr. Morgan. And I am thrilled about today's episode. I have another audience question that I got from our Successful Women Great Relationships Facebook group. This is a topic I have never discussed before, and I think it's going to be very helpful to you no matter if you are single, if you're in a relationship, if you're dating. If you are happily married for 20 years, no matter where you are at, this topic will be helpful to you. Before we jump in, I have to tell y'all, I was thinking about the things that I now find attractive as someone who is in their early 30s and someone who has become securely attached and Uh, my partner and I had taken a weekend away and it was so funny. (laughs) You guys are going to laugh. The thing that attracted me so much to him during this trip was that he read the Airbnb 
description and all of the instructions and he booked it and he planned it and he knew all the details for check-in and check-out. I found the effort, the attention to detail, the responsibility, I found that so attractive as having dated people in my past that I felt like I was taking care of them. I had to be the responsible one. Um, I was the quote unquote adult of the relationship. It was so incredible just to experience that person who I'm so comfortable with, securely attached with, to experience them just taking responsibility, taking care of things. It was so, I have no words for how attracted I was to my boyfriend. And then, of course, I had to laugh about this because I was thinking about the things that I used to find attractive and realizing that as I have become securely attached, as I've grown and learned so much about myself, that stability, willingness to take responsibility, good communication, someone who puts in effort, who cares, who's present, who's highly attentive, all of those things became attractive to me. They were not in my earlier stages of dating when I was operating from a disorganized, attached place. Somebody who wanted to invest in a relationship with me, who was emotionally available, who was stable, consistent, and predictable, those things turned me off when I was dating from an unhealthy place. So having that experience this weekend and just feeling so much gratitude for how I have changed and grown and realizing that there's things that I am just so attracted to now that never crossed my radar when I was dating from an unhealthy place. All right, y'all. I just had to tell you that because I thought you would find it funny. Um, Also convinced him to watch Hallmark movies with me. That was a blast. Hilarious. Um, Highly recommend. They are, of course, horribly done in terms of what they say about relationships. But hey, we all have a guilty pleasure, right? But I hate how the girl is always already in a relationship and then she's just supposed to leave that relationship immediately as she falls in love with a new person. She's not giving herself time to heal and find herself and really have a clean break. She's just been with that guy for three years who we find out is a jerk and then boom, she's in a brand new relationship. So Hallmark, I love you. You're my guilty pleasure. But hey, can we revamp the story arc? Can we make it a little bit more emotionally healthy? Okay. All right, y'all. Let's jump in. Let's jump in. Today's question, as I said, is one that I think many people have struggled with. And I think this is going to be helpful to a lot of you. So let's dive in. Let me find it. I have it here. Okay. So hello. I am having some thoughts And I know that there's a lot of talk about starting to date people that you would not 
normally go for. Okay. And okay, this is actually a different question than I thought, but that's okay. I'm actually, now that I'm looking at this, I'm going to combine this with the other question. Okay. So this is going to be a two part question, but the answer is going to speak to both questions. So first question, she says, my confusion is around whether to give people a chance that give me clingy, needy vibes. Am I getting repulsed because I'm not used to something being, I'm not used to someone being so into me? Or is this my body telling me there isn't something right about this person? How do I tell the difference? So basically she's saying, I'm getting the vibes that this person is needy and I'm feeling a little bit repulsed. Is it because I'm not used to someone who is emotionally available or is there actually something off about this person? Should I not be into this person? So let's answer this question. The other one that... I wanted to answer. The second part is this. So she says, I went on a date with a guy over the weekend. I'm seeing him again today. The first date was so good. I feel a deep connection with him and feel like I've known him for a while. I have this pull to really get to know him more. And my gut is telling me that this person is a good person for me in a healthy way. The thing is that my head gets in the way and starts debating because physically he is not what I'd normally go for. He's quite rugged, quite blokey, your typical down-to-earth Australian bloke. Um, We do have a lot of listeners from Australia. Hello, all of my Australian listeners. Thank you for being here. I need to make my way over there. Um, He has a bit of a beer gut. He's not what I would normally go for, but at the same time, I feel really attracted to him, but in a way that feels healthy. This is the part where people may judge me, but here is my truth. I start thinking that if I did end up with this person, would my friends and family approve? I know this is horrible, but I was wondering if anyone has ever felt this. I really feel this pull to get to know him better. I'm excited to see him again. I feel like he's decent, kind, genuine, but I can't help but feel like my friends and family will think that we're a weird match. I hope that makes sense. And please, no judgment. Oh, also, he is hilarious. He made me laugh the whole time. I felt so good after our date and no anxiety, no confusion. Plot twist. The person who submitted this question was the same person who submitted the other question. So we are going to help you out. We got this. Okay. Um, First off, these questions completely overlap and imagine it's the same person. And I want to talk about this from a framework. So how instead of giving you exact answers, I believe in teaching people frameworks, ways of thinking about things that you can take and apply to any situation that is so much better than just giving you an answer. So it's like that saying, are you going to give a person a fish or teach them to fish? I'm going to teach you to fish. Okay. So 
any time you're dating and you have this realization that you might be feeling, you use the word repulsed, I'll say that you're feeling a bit um, thrown off or that you feel a strong um, dislike for someone or that there's just something in you that you're saying, oh, I want to pull away. There's part of me that really wants to pull away and never call this person again. Yes, it can come from either attachment patterns repeating or it can come from you um, genuinely having intuition that this person is not right for, for, for you, right? Or it can be a combination of the both. But what I want you to think about is anytime you're dating and you're having these emotions and these feelings come up. You want to slow down. You want to make time to go internal and really check in with how you feel. So I would want you to take out a notebook and I would want you to say, I'm feeling unattracted to, repulsed. I'm feeling turned off by X, Y, Z, right? And then I would want you to go deeper and say, I feel, so maybe I feel annoyed. I feel frustrated. I feel um, fear. I am feeling excitement. I feel uncertainty. Okay. So I want you to get really clear on what you're actually feeling. And then what I want you to think about when you're making a decision, do I keep going out with this person or not? I want you to think about, is the decision I'm making out of fear? Is it because I am afraid of what I am not used to because I'm out of my comfort zone Maybe I'm dating somebody who's emotionally available or securely attached, and this is the first time I'm experiencing it. Is it out of fear because that's completely new to me? Or is my um, decision to, to end the relationship and no longer go out with them, is that decision based in gut feelings that this person is actually not right for me. And that if I think about them and I think about spending time with them, that instead of any feelings of excitement or joy or happiness, what I have instead is anxiety or I have feelings of gross. I don't want that. Like I feel like I'm having to drag my feet through the mud um, to just even convince myself to spend time with them that word repulsed comes to mind, right? So we have to learn to listen to our internal guidance systems and our attachment systems and learn when we have real true green lights, which are curiosity, excitement, joy, desire to deepen, to connect, right? When that's clear, or if we have fear, 
that is connected to an attachment wound that's getting activated. So fear that is disguising itself as distrust or disguising itself as incompatibility or not being attracted to the person, right? And in that case, we have to say, I choose to show up differently. I choose to not give in to the fear. I'm going to release the fear and I'm going to decide to align with the securely attached version of myself. And I'm going to keep getting to know this person, right? Or we have option number three, where we have that genuine realization that this person does not feel compatible to us, that we are genuinely not attracted, that we don't have that excitement, we don't have that curiosity, and it's simply not a fit. There's nothing wrong with that. We just want to make sure that we are choosing that out of genuine emotion, that it's our truth and not out of fear. Okay. So I really wanted to make that clear to answer the first part of your question. And to all of you listening, I hope that gives you a framework, a way that you can really work through it when you're questioning. For the next one, just as a refresher, she talked about what will her friends and family think? This guy is kind. He's funny. He's making her laugh. She feels safe. She doesn't have any confusion. Had a great date with him. And yet she's worried about what other people will think of the relationship. And it sounds like a lot of it's based in the physical Um, physical appearance, it could also be in personality and demeanor and how this person carries themselves. So here's what I want to say. It's so relatable that we want to, especially from anxious attachment, we want to outsource our decision-making in relationships to other people. We would love our friends to make those decisions, our family members. We really, really want their opinion because we are lacking self-trust. We don't feel like we can trust ourselves in relationships. So we're outsourcing our decision-making to friends, family, et cetera. And ultimately, that can be incredibly damaging to your relationships because your friends and your family are not the ones who are going to have to wake up next to that person for the rest of their lives. They also do not know what your internal emotional needs are. They do not know the things that you actually need, the real things that you actually need in order to have a great relationship right? I've seen this so many times. I myself did this in definitely my early 20s. And I had a habit of dating people for years and never introducing them to my family because I couldn't bear the thought of what my family would think. And what I want to encourage you to do is to say, you know what? The people who really truly 
care about me, the people who really truly want me to be happy, all that they will care about is that I'm being treated well, that I'm in a relationship that adds to my mental health. I'm in a relationship that's good for me. And their ideas about the kind of person I'm supposed to be with or who they quote unquote thought I would end up with, that is actually none of my concern. It really doesn't matter, right? Sometimes this might happen in families where maybe you all come from a certain religious background. Um, potentially, you know, I, I can think of friends I have who identify as Jewish and struggling with dating outside of that, uh, outside of that religion. And what will my family think? And it's going to be unacceptable. Here's the thing. When you say, I think my family will think it's unacceptable. All that is, is giving you data about what you need to work through. Because a lot of times we'll say that it's easier. It's easier to say, well, I think my family wants X, Y, Z. And it's easier to place our own values on our family. So if you notice that coming up, if you're like, well, my family's going to say they have to be Jewish. All I want you to do is get curious and say, well, what if that weren't true? How would I feel about it? The reality is, is that there may be part of you that actually agrees with that or feels that way, or you may not at all. You may say, well, if my family didn't care, then I wouldn't care. And as I said, you are the person that's going to wake up next to them. You are the person that's going to build the relationship with them. You have to make relationship decisions based on what is best for you, what is good for your mental health, who can you build a securely attached great relationship with. And anything that you're that you think your family would care about, just use that as an opportunity to question, well do I care about it? So in this example, this person's personality or even their physical looks, I would have you take a mental note and say, is that something that I really truly care about? And is it something that really matters to me? And if the answer is no, it's time to set it aside. Because sometimes, particularly if we're anxiously attached and we don't think love is available to us, or if we're avoidantly attached and we also think that it's not safe to let anyone in, Sometimes what we'll do is we'll take those um, compatibility markers, we'll take our, you know, must have list, and we will use it as a way to keep ourselves out of deep connection. We will find whatever we can that doesn't fit our quote unquote dream person or um, the one must have list. Whatever we can find, we'll use it to keep ourselves out of a relationship. So I want you to be super honest. I want you to be real about what are your non-negotiables, what really truly matters to you, and then go ahead and, and use that as a decision-making 
framework. I hope this was helpful. I know when you're dating, you have so many questions that come up and particularly in the beginning, there's all of these emotional, um, there's these emotional moments of, wow, I can really see myself with this person. And then maybe you're second guessing. So I hope these two frameworks really give you a way to work through those early stages of dating and to make decisions that feel good to you. I don't want you to outsource your decision-making. All right. You know it. Of course, I am wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being here. Thanks for tuning in and we will see you very soon. You guys, thanks for tuning in. I really appreciate each and every one of you. The best way that you can thank me is by sharing this episode on Instagram, Facebook, and making sure that you tag me at Dr. Morgan Coaching. And it would really mean the world to me if you took just two minutes to leave me a five-star review on iTunes. This podcast is not free to produce, And the more that you help this little show grow, the more people will have access to this valuable information. So until next time, I'm wishing you high self-worth and great relationships. Thank you for being part of this community.